Come on in, guys. Matt Hambidge, Jared Sundin, here for Talking Llama, talking Survivor 41, Episode 9, a double tribal council. Figure that had to be coming at some point, the way the season was going. They usually add one in once or twice during the season. And this was half a head scratcher in terms of what actually happened and half extraordinarily straightforward, almost feeling too too obvious to actually have happened. But um, do we want to get into the tribal council now, or should we just go through the whole episode and deal with it when we get there? Uh, let's deal with it when we get there. All right. Yeah, that's one of the drawbacks to recording basically right after the episode airs. We don't always have time to figure out what actually happened. In some cases, usually it's not a problem. Uh, but this week, we'll have to figure some things out as we go. So uh, prepare for that in, in a little while when you get to Tribal Council. Um, but right now, we start with the fallout, or as much of a fallout as there could be, I guess, from last week's Tribal Council. You get Deshaun and and Shan kind of going at each other back at camp. Um after Shan and Deshaun's eyes once again kind of shut his ideas down. You know, of course, Heather went rogue, tried to do God knows what. And Shan, that prompted Shan to want to switch the vote. We don't need to get into all of last week's tribal council again. Um, but then Deshaun didn't want to switch um, to Heather. He wanted to keep the plan the same, yada, yada, yada. And it was just another example in Deshaun's eyes of Shan not listening to his ideas and just trying to or having to take control or having to have control of, of their decision making and even gets to the point where Deshaun says he's quote looking for a new team you know although that didn't last long at all but he didn't vote with Shan this week um so that could have played a part and then the next day as you can expect they aired it out and mostly mended the fence because uh, I don't know if you caught this. Deshaun kept trying to get his thoughts in on on what the next plan would be, but but Shan just kept talking about Erica and Heather. <laughs> yep, yep. But as long as he feels like he's being listened to, then hey. that's what matters. Hey, if it's real to him, it's real. Yeah, I, th- Shan always uses that wording, which like I. It's super annoying um, where someone and in Deshaun's case kind of obviously feels like garbage being treated a certain way by someone, AKA Shan in this situation. And then instead of being like, sorry, I'm not listening to you. She says, I'm sorry you feel that way. And it's like, well, I feel that way because you're not listening to me yeah that's the i'm sorry you feel that way is the passive aggressive apology apology that you don't really mean when you're saying it to someone you're actively working against 
Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. You're sensitive. That's what, uh, that's what it sounds like to me, but, yep. um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess they're, yeah, kind of, kind of back together. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see next week once they're voting as a, as the one group again. Um, but what do you think of Shan, Shan's intense constant focus on Erica and, and Heather? Erica, I can see. She seems smart and savvy, maybe a little sneaky and tricky. But Heather, everything we've seen, aside from her being nice and people seem to like her, is is negative from like a strategic winner's threat standpoint. So do you do you think it's the typical for whatever reason, someone thinks person X is a, is a threat, like in um, David versus Goliath with Allison. Every single person thought she was a threat, <laughs> but the only reason the audience knew she was a threat is because players kept saying she was a threat. Nothing she did seemed all that threatening. And she did more than Heather has done, but Heather has done nothing well. She completely bombed in a challenge the first time we really saw her, her big strategic moment, if you will, last week completely blew up in her face. She had other moments this week that were just hilarious in not a good way in a kind of, I feel bad. I'm laughing at you moment. Um, so what do you think? Do you think there's something we're just not seeing or is did, did Shan just get locked in on her and now she can't let it go? Uh, I think it could be a little bit of both. I think, I think it's possible. There's just something about Heather that kind of, irritates shan or shan feels like she will never work with heather and it's like if i'll never work with you then maybe like you're my number one focus um but yeah it it seems weird that heather would be the target there because there's a number of people i don't think shan is going to work with and uh i mean to pick the (laughs) literally the only player on the season that we think doesn't have a chance to win. Correct. Now that could be the other side of it though, is that Shan could be seen Heather as, you know, that zero goat, zero vote goat, if you will. And so she's a threat in the sense that she's going to take one of those final three spots, not a threat to win. But if you know, someone's going to get dragged to the end, it's one less spot for anybody else. And then she's just using the the terminology. She's a threat to get people to maybe get on board with her plan. Honestly, what I know about Shan as a player now, I don't think she's looking that far into the game. I totally different player than I thought she was at the beginning. I I still I still think, and I, I mentioned this last week. I think she, for whatever reason, more than more than anyone else is having the hardest time adjusting to going from a small tribe to a to a large tribe. A small tribe, she was in control. There's really nowhere to hide. You have your alliance, and if that's the numbers, that's things are kind of set in stone, more or less, as much as they can be in Survivor, at least. Then you go to a tribe that's three, four times as big as you were just on, and you don't have the same power just because there's so many more people. And... I don't know if she's just the having, I guess if she's having the most issues adjusting or if she's really the only one, but I think that has to be at least a big part of what's going on with her. Cause she played so well up until the merge. 
She was dominating the strategy. She was controlling where the votes were going. And now that she's got all these other people to work with, her game, I don't want to say it's falling apart, but it's not going as smoothly as it had been. Yeah, that's, I, I agree with you. I think that's happening. Um, it'd be, I'm not so sure on the reason why, um, but yeah, I mean, it's obviously easier. Um, you think about it in the case of like a professional baseball team versus a basketball team where you have like in basketball, one or two players can carry your team you know, through the playoffs, look at LeBron on some of the Cavs teams, but like you, you mean the Cavs on some of the LeBron teams? Yes. Uh, that too. Um, and then you look at, you know, the best player in baseball for the last 10 years, uh, <laughs> has appeared in what, like a playoff series, maybe, um, because there's just so many more people, like you have much less of an impact on, uh, on your team and, sure you can be great, but, um, you know, a lot more has to go right. And I think, you know, she's more along the lines of the small team, um, you know, full control mode and not so much, uh, (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. The, the bigger, the bigger team, the bigger tribe is not treating her super well so far. That was uh, Mike Trout, just for anyone who's not. No, no one cares. No one cares about Mike Trout. (laughs) One of he's out. He's yeah. Like an all time baseball player already. And most likely completely unrecognizable to (laughs) non massive baseball fans. Yep. Yep. Hilarious. First ballot Hall of Famer as of right now. And uh, he's still got probably eight years left. (laughs) It makes me sad. makes me so sad. Um, We can talk about Mike Mike Trout later as much as we love him. Um, Then we get get Nasir and Heather talking. This was incredible. Nasir assumed Heather voted for him at at Tribal Council. And and Heather, I mean, Heather's defense was, I didn't vote for you. I just threw your name out there. (laughs) And Nasir is like, okay, that's fine. Semantics. It's the same thing. Yeah. Um, and I got, I guess I got a little lost. Like she didn't actually vote for him. No, Xander did. So he, he popped up later. Oh, yeah. Cause and Xander he, and he says, yeah. I know for a fact Heather didn't vote for Nasir because I voted for Nasir. Yeah, something no. along the lines then of it's fun to create chaos when you're on the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or at least you're not going to step in and say that uh, you didn't do it. Yeah. But, or that Heather didn't do it. But yeah. Uh, I I mean, if you were to give me that response, like if I was to be listening to Heather, tell me I didn't vote for you, but I threw your name out. I feel like that's such an outrageous lie that it wouldn't. Maybe I'd believe her. Not that it makes me feel much better. Right, right. No, that's a really good point. Like, yeah, why would you lie about that? In like, because there's zero benefit to that. Yeah, but I mean that was that was amazing. But another unfortunate, you know, check mark for Heather that she's not very good at this game. I was building a good resume. What kind of resume is she building though? Uh, the resume of a finalist. <laughs> fair, fair point. 
Um, all right, still, still a few more kind of cool moments here. We we finally get some insight into Ricard, um, who is hard of hearing. He's completely deaf in his right ear, and you know, I think we touched on it in our season preview because it was in all of his preseason bios and interviews and all of that. But what's kind of cool is that the season isn't forcing this as a storyline. They're not defining Ricard by this one piece about his life that I feel like a lot of fans, especially if you didn't read any of the interviews or preseason bios, would have, would have had no idea that he was hard of hearing. I don't think it's come, come up before, maybe just in brief conversation once or twice, but this was the first time it really focused on it. And there are so many times where Survivor will hone in on this one thing about a contestant, like this is, this is who you are for, for this show. And they just kind of let it be and let it, you know, play through naturally. Uh, I definitely forgot. <laughs> like they'd never, I, I think, well, to your point, I think that's the first time this season that they've mentioned it on screen, but I, I definitely don't remember them saying anything about it. Yeah. And, and maybe, maybe it's nothing. I really hope his, so, cause he mentioned specifically that he reads lips. I hope so much that that comes into play somehow that yep. he's watching people across the beach and they're whispering or, or they're out of earshot, but he can, he's good enough at reading lips, which I'm sure he is. If he's had to do this for most of his life, that he, he just reads lips and just blows up someone's plan because of it. Yeah. Who needs a spy shack? Just yeah. Spy in plain sight. When you have a superpower, that's a good point. And then um, this was another, another poor moment from Shan. She's on the, there on the beach, the, the four of them um, and, and Ricard and right in front of Erica and Xander, she goes, we should, we should just talk as a, as a four <laughs> and just walk away. That and was Eric- one of those, Sorry, go ahead. No, go go ahead. Go ahead. That was one of those moments where, like, when you're watching and Shan says that, you're wondering to yourself, wait, were Erica and it was Xander? Yep. Yeah, were Erica and Xander like on a different side of the beach? Or <laughs> and then they like pan and you're like, nope, nope. They they're they just were right there. there. <laughs> like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> yeah. It was it was a, a less extreme, less funny version of the Ghost Island. Was it the merge merge episode, where where Chris, our guy Chris Noble, takes every single person except for Dom and Wendell to the water well to talk. Yep, yep. Uh, and there was one too on Edge of Extinction. Um, not that we want to be referencing that season too much, but there was one on Edge of Extinction. I think where Vic was talking about Aubrey or something like that. And uh, same thing, like standing on, on the rocks by the beach definitely said something. Yeah, there, yep. there was, I thought it was the other way around, but either way, it doesn't matter, but yeah, the same thing stands. Yeah. So, and kind of, kind of Brad esque from uh, this season too, where not as in their face, but no, in the same no. vein, for sure. In the same yep. ballpark. Uh, so then Xander and Erica obviously discuss the idea of voting out someone from that group. They kind of hone in on, on Shannon Ricard. And what do you know? Leanna still has her eyes set on Xander. It's hilarious at this point. I, I think it's kind of like the fishback Joe Anglum from Game Changers or Second Chance. I'm sorry, from Second Chance, where he wanted to get 
angle him out no matter the cost, basically. And and Leanna's approaching those levels, it feels like. Yeah, the reasoning slightly different. Um, I think uh, Fishback, well, not to go too far down this tunnel, but uh, the reasoning Fishback was so set on Joe was because he viewed him as the JT where he worked with him the entire time and never took him out and pretty much wrote his own second place finish. Mm-hmm. And uh, with Joe, like this is <laughs> hot take. I don't think Fishback is a good player at all. Um, I What happened with him on the second season that he was on, second chance, he was never working with Joe. It was a completely <laughs> different situation. And the guy that he was working with was Jeremy, who eventually ended up winning the whole season again. Where it's like, dude, you were so focused on getting this other guy out that it happened again. Like the same thing happened again, where the golden boy did win the season. He swept, he swept the votes again, just like JT. Um, and many thanks to you. So, uh, yeah, like in this case, Leanna and I, we might get to it when the, when the challenge comes up, but they were showing some, uh, closed captioning on the bottom of the screen when Xander was up on the pedestal and someone says, I just hate his face. (laughs) And I think that might be why Leanna wants Xander out. (laughs) Because she hates his face. She, I hate his face. I could die. I think that that was her, uh, her words. Is it because he's so stunningly handsome? I don't think so. No. Okay. No. Eh, that'd be one explanation. <laughs> it could be, but I hope it, that's it. <laughs> he is so handsome. Got to get him out of this. <laughs> It'd be incredible, but it, it's, it's fun. I hope they both stay in the game just to see this storyline play out longer. Because yep. I, and- I, I want her focus on Xander to cause friction in her alliance because that would just make for good TV if yep. the other three are saying, oh, no, we all agree we should go for this person because of reasons X, Y, and Z. She goes, no, Xander's stupid. Let's vote him out. Uh, well, I mean, good reason, too. Good reason, too. Um, yeah, I, uh, I guess that would be fun to watch where if she's so set on getting him out, like other people start to worry about her, but like, I think there's like a, a fine line for tipping point. I think it will be very fun, but if it goes on too long. Yeah. And then it would become tiresome repetitive. Yeah. But I think another couple of weeks, maybe two, three episodes. I think two is probably the sweet spot. If, if this becomes a continuing storyline, obviously they can both stay in the game and not have this be the focus. This kind of. Yeah. Aggressiveness. Part of what's made it so fun too is that Xander's just gotten the best of her at every turn. <laughs> that's that's a good point. It's got to be so frustrating for her. Yep. All right, moving on to the immunity challenge. It's a split challenge, dividing the two two groups of five. One Hate winner. It. Sorry, continue. No, you you answered my question before I asked it. I'm in complete agreement. Um, each one winner from each group. Each go to travel council separately. With a little reward as well. Um, it's the Christian Hubicki challenge. Balance on a narrow perch, hands behind your head on a handle. Last as long as you can. Last person standing in total wins reward of um, chicken and beef stew for their group. And did you think of our favorite Nora 
at any point in this challenge. I did not know. So when so Erica ends up winning for um so the yellow group is Erica, oh, Shane, yeah. Ricard, Nasir, and Heather. Oh, now I know Erica wins. About. Um Nasir drops off and, and Jeff says something along the lines of Erica wins, don't step off. Because in Island of the Idols, fan favorite, talking llama favorite, Nora, they were in a, the same situation where the winner overall won reward for their group and Nora wins and just immediately drops from whatever the challenge was just immediately <laughs> enjoy like, like she wins drop <laughs> yeah yep anytime we can talk about Nora is probably going to be a good time it had to fit you know, that in Nora's amazing um and then so then the blue group Deshaun Evie Leanna Xander Danny um like um Xander wins that one um going up against Deshaun and they must have made this one harder because I think they, only, they did. They only lasted about a half hour, a little over. Yeah. And Christian and Alec went like six hours. Yeah. Uh, I think the, the maybe perch the... must have been narrower. Yeah. It, that's it what I, that's like you exactly were on like your thinking. heels only. Yeah. Um, but back to the, the main thing, the split groups. I hate it. Yeah. I can usually live with it be, as long as they only do it once per season. I never going to advocate for it. But it felt worse this season because of all the things we've talked about in the previous weeks, all the twists and advantages and the turn back time nonsense and all of that, that it feels like every week it's like it's like on the police um, like procedural shows. It's a it's a bad guy of the week. That's what Survivor is right now. It's the the dumb twist of the week, the dumb X of the week. Um, And they it just handicaps the players. It it forces them into a corner where they have far fewer options to maneuver. And it adds even more luck into the game. That's already a fairly lucky game just by its nature. And now luck of the draw, literally of the of how you draw rocks can completely screw you. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Do you have it, other reasons or is that kind there's of, there's nothing good too? about it. There's nothing good about it. The my well, a couple things I don't like about it. First off, um, when you do a merge, you rework your whole plan. Like you are introduced to a new group of people, and you strategize accordingly. And you look, you got to look into the future and figure out, you know, who do I want to play with, um, and you make a lot of decisions based on that, and then here we go. Sorry. Like two days later, we're just going to completely mess all of that up. Like everyone that you're working with is not in your team or whatever you even want to call this, um, not in your group. And you might be on your own. Um, I mean, you like, you might be stuck in a group of all of your teammates, but like, you're definitely the weakest and can't win immunity uh, there's there's so many things that are bad about it um and the other thing is like i want what happens in this episode to play a factor um in the rest of the season and like when you and i want like a continuation of the story because we haven't gotten that much at all um mm-hmm. this season either so like this vote 
doesn't i mean it's like completely disconnected from what has happened and what will happen i think that it's just like thrown in like a wrench and like okay well we're gonna do this and then we'll just go back to how it was um yeah i i it's it's not the biggest problem i had with the episode but like it it was part of it yeah i mean it it makes the episode it makes it harder for the episode to be good when it's already playing from behind yeah because then you have to i mean the whole episode becomes figuring out who's working with who now in these two different groups for and, like four hours of the yeah game. yeah and and what we ended up getting as long as we're on the topic of what i didn't like what we ended up getting is what eight minutes of like recapping and a challenge and then the entire last like 32 minutes of the episode were like how does this group of five interact and are they just gonna go with the chalk and vote these people out or are they not and like that's what the episode came down to was it going to be a predictable vote or was it not and we spent almost the entire thing doing that when we're like ah man i i've i should stop myself right now um i don't know about that i'll 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 say more later on but there's so many more things that i would rather see than 32 minutes of strategizing for a one-time vote yeah i don't i don't mind the the extended emphasis on the pre-tribal antics if it's a big group because you get a lot of scrambling for one vote because things can change when there's 10 people talking together um you've got to you know i tell you one thing then you go tell danny another thing i tell danny another thing you tell me what danny said like and it goes back and forth between all these different groups for one singular vote and like you said it's just a one-time thing these the relationships that you used for this vote could be completely meaningless tomorrow and i know that's how the game can go but it's more likely to be the case now when you're forced okay there's five of us i can only talk to these five people about the vote yeah and what i'm what i'm saying is you know i don't i don't mind the extra time spent on the pre-tribal and like people trying to save themselves and work in different plans but what i want to see more of is like the typical camp stuff i want to see like shan is super against erica where is my explanation on why that's happening why why is erica considered sneaky by everyone she seems smart like this is this is the kind of thing that so much time has not been spent focusing on this season that like i don't even know what the dynamics of of everyone there are like i'm waiting i i am just waiting until the finale so i can finally learn how the season was played (laughs) when they're up talking in front of the jury because i have no idea well we'll also get the the final six recap from jeff like we get every time okay that that will be nice 
yeah, it's it's a shame. Um, and like you said, we we don't know a lot of the dynamics because so much of the camp life is spent talking about how this advantage or that idol affects the vote, and their votes are kind of based around or how to play around that, not how to play around your trust or distrust or relationships or whatever it might be. It's someone has this advantage. Now we need to do plans, plan A for that, then plan B for this other advantage, plan C for this person's idol. It's it, it it's all too much. And this just felt like another twist that just added to that. Um, but I think the point is clear. We both hate it. We can probably move on unless you have any. Uh, no, no. Uh, yeah, let's get get back to the challenge. Uh, it looked hard. It looked really hard. It looked super not fun. Yeah, when they were when they were getting off the pedestals, they were like like jello. Like Xander like said, like, if I could lift my arms, I would hug you right now to Deshaun. It's like, oh, that's that seems cool. And there was what there was you're trying to clap at the end of it, and he missed his hands. Because <laughs> yeah, I was gonna mention that when he says on the bench, I can't feel my right hand. I thought given that he was already out of the challenge and had time to recover that he was going to need like medical attention and maybe get like medevac from the game. Cause it's yeah. like an odd thing to show a good sign. just as a one-off. I, I, my heart like skipped the beat because I was like, Oh no, my, my baby boy can't go out like that. Yeah. Yeah. Also, if you want to hear or see a freaky clap, just Google Nicole Kidman clapping. It's, it's something else. Okay. I think it's at the golden globes. Ooh. It's, mm. It's, I don't know how her hand, how anyone's hands form that way and act in that way. Um, so I apologize in advance if you're going to, if you're going to go watch that, but if you're curious about poor clapping, um, do that. It's incredible. Mm. Also, anyway, back to the game, pre-tribal, some more great moments. Um, Leanna and Xander are talking. This was maybe the moment of the season. It's a, it's a, it's a contender at least. And, um, they're doing what you always do, especially when you're a small group, you've got to talk to everybody, you got to show face a little bit. And they're talking about, or Leanna is telling Xander that she thinks maybe Evie and Deshaun are the ones she views as a bigger threat and maybe could vote for one of them. And somehow we get on the topic of Xander's idol because everyone knows he has it. <laughs> and, and Leanna actually asks Xander if she can hold on to his idol, not to use it, just to hold on to. And Xander says, yeah, I could do that, but, but not for you. Ah, oh, man. Like, I, I love the fact that she asked it because I guess like, why not? It's just the cojones to just do it is incredible. It's amazing, but I need to know how likely she thought that was to succeed. Because I'm it's it's clearly a no. In yeah. no world is Xander giving her his idol or even considering it for even a half second. Yeah, I would guess in her mind it was like, I like I think he'll he might say no, but I should like I, I think I should do this. Yeah, it's that was that was something else. Um for all the great, all the best reasons. That was, that was just amazing. Um, but Xander, you know, he's immune. He's got his idol. He thinks he might 
might be a time to make a move because Deshaun, Danny, and Leanna are in a very are three fourths of a very public, so for the time being, tight alliance. Um, and so the the prevailing theory should be that they would just target Evie. She'd be the easy vote with Xander being immune, and that he could use his idol or the threat of using his idol on Evie to take out one of those three. And it doesn't go that way. Mm. I don't know if Xander got 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 fooled by by Danny, um, Danny's apparent charm. And props to Danny, just going to put it out there. We talked about it last week, that he's sneaky in a great position. He's still in a great position. And I yeah. don't get the sense that people on the island are realizing it. Yeah. Uh, he's definitely on the bottom of everyone's radar for who needs to be voted out. Um, so that's a great sign. If we're talking about like what was going through Xander's, you're talking about what's going through Xander's head as in like why he didn't. Uh, Ultimately like, why he doesn't play the idol for Eddie yeah. at the end. Um, I, I'm actually with him. I, I would not have played it. Do you, do you think he, didn't play it because he didn't want to waste it on someone not himself? Or do you think he thought Evie was safe? I th- I think it could be both. Um, but I don't think it matters. Like, I think I, I, I would guess that his plan was just to play it for himself. Like he just wants to make sure that he can play it for himself. And maybe if he was more sure they were voting for Evie, he could have played it on her, but um, like just looking at his reaction when she was voted out, he didn't look super surprised. So I would guess he maybe made the choice just not to play it for someone else. Yeah. Cause I would think after seeing now, granted it was Shan that initiated the meeting, but seeing Danny as part of that group of four on the beach that went and had that very public private meeting. And then having Danny <laughs> public private meeting. It's what it was. <laughs> I love it. And then having having Danny basically approach him to pitch voting out Evie after you know at, at their pre-tribal. The the two those two instances don't really match up. They you know they bump heads that I think he should have seen it coming, but maybe he said, Hey, I'll take him at his word. And if if I'm wrong, at least I still have my idol. Yep. So it's he 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 would he was gonna it was gonna be a win lose for him, no matter how it shook out. Because even if even if he saved Evie, I have to look at the numbers. I think he'd still be on the bottom or mostly on the bottom, and now without protection. And he could clearly still win challenges. He's definitely a threat there. Now he's still got an idol. Does he still have his extra vote? I think he does. Yeah. So he he might have been playing playing a little more conservative and more focused on himself um, in the long run. But I, I, as we all, as you often say, I'd like to see his thoughts on what happened at tribal next week, just to kind yeah. of see where, where his head was at. Yeah. But I have a question for you, Matt. Yeah. How does everyone know who has the idols? Oh, uh, we're jumping ahead a little bit. Uh, yeah. Cause yeah. So Jared, Jared texted me during the episode and says, yes, that was maybe the dumbest question Jeff has ever asked at tribal council or even just on the show. Um, we'll get there though. 
Okay. Like that tease. Okay. Well, let's get through the blue um, pre-travel stuff first. Another great moment. Um, so starts off with Shannon, Shannon Nasir discussing voting out Heather. And then Nasir talks to Heather and Erica. Nasir pulls the full Laura Bonham route and says, and tells Heather he's sorry she's going home tonight. That was when I was like, okay, Nasir's gone. That's, you don't, you don't do that. Yeah. I, I don't know why people, I know, again, Jeff has said, it's drop the four, keep the one. It's season one, but it's season 41. Even if you've seen th- like a season of Survivor, you don't tell the person you're trying to target that they are going home. Even if you assume that they know it, you never say those words. Uh, please see Jatia. I'm blanking. No, she. That's why she dumped out all the rice and went ballistic oh, on right, everyone. Right. Yeah. I and I, she didn't go home. <laughs> the person who said Jatia was going home. Yeah. 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 You you don't put that out there. I don't know what Nasir was thinking. Um. And then, and then Erica asks if Nasir would play his idol for Heather. And he says, no, oh, oh, no way. <laughs> yeah. Just zero chill. I love it. Guy just yeah. wears his heart on his sleeve, maybe to his detriment this time, but it was, it was fantastic. I there know, were... but why have we not gotten to know this guy better? Like this, this dude would be, I, I need more Nasir time. He, he, sh- he shined every time he got some, you know, his moments, he, he single-handedly overcame an attempted challenge throw and (laughs) just by his sheer force of will brought that team to victory. Um, he it's, he has just a zest for life as a passion for the game. He, he would have been a absolute joy to, to keep watching because just as numbers dwindle, People need more screen time. He would have gotten t- more time to talk, more confessionals. He would have been incredible. Mark him down for a returning season. He's, he, he'll be coming back. Okay. Makes me feel better. Glad I can comfort you there a little bit. Um, so even though Shannon is here, think Heather's the easy vote. Ricard doesn't necessarily want to vote Heather as he rightfully doesn't view her as a threat. Uh, so he talks to Erica and Heather about maybe joining in with them to vote out Nasir instead. And then Ricard talks to Shan. So because Shan's got the extra vote, Ricard can't just swing over to Heather and Erica. Um, so he, and, you know, Alliance maintenance, he wants to bring Shan over with him or with them, I guess, to vote Nasir. But Shan is iffy on that because she's got her sights set on major threat Heather for whatever reason um that's got to come up in in postseason interviews whenever shan is eliminated or done with the season people are have to ask why she was so focused on on heather and i will be very interested to hear hear those answers um so then shan goes to heather and erica and she says i want i just want to make sure this doesn't turn back on me or ricard heather's response well it might like what is what is happening <laughs> there were a few laugh out loud moments in this episode as messy as parts of it were but there were some moments that were truly truly hysterical yeah 
Yeah. A lot of the, uh, the category of you are not in a position to be saying this or doing this right now. Or just you're saying something that's very dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want this to blow, blow back at me. Don't worry. It won't. End of sentence. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so moving on to tribal council, one thing, Tiffany was already there. We didn't get any, and now we'll bring in the members of the jury. Not well, a fan. We uh, we had to cut those four seconds to uh, put the other thirty one minutes and fifty six seconds of pre tribal in. That was. Uh, I hope it's not the not the new norm. Um, I I love when the jury walks in. They give people the dirty looks or they wink or whatever they do. I need those entrances. Um, and then this is where Jeff's dumbass question came in. Um, they get on topic of idols and advantages like lots of tribals do. And people are saying, oh, you know, we know who has this or that. And Jeff goes, why does everybody know what everybody has? Dude, you made them publicly proclaim that they have idols. At the very least, you know why they know where the idols are. They had to tell people in so many words, hey, guys, I've got an idol. Forget about that, please. I don't want you to use it against me, but I have one. Was it that like was it that long ago where all that stuff happened where Jeff like forgot? Like I, I I don't I don't know. That has to be it. There's no way. I mean, yes, you're supposed to keep things to yourself unless there's a strong strategic advantage to reveal it to somebody. But Jeff knows why people know even if he's trying to stir the pot and get the conversation going it's not like oh jared betrayed me and told this group about my my ship wheel island advantage it's like we had to say these stupid contrived phrases to signal to other people that we had idols at the very least three people knew where all the idols were if nothing else well the only other minimum yeah the only other explanation would be that Jeff thought the phrases were so subtle that only the three would pick up on them <laughs> and nobody else would know. I don't know. I mean, obviously he knows because he, he watches the dailies and he knows what's happening, but he, so he's trying to get things going. But that felt like a more of a off-the-cuff question. It's like, dude, you've been around this game since before day one. You should know how this stuff works. <laughs> yeah. That was not his best moment. All right. Now for the vote. The, um, the next, the, the yellow group vote wasn't all that interesting. Um, so we'll spend more time here on this one probably. We'll try to work this out. So Nasir does not play as idol. And we get six votes because Shan does play her extra vote. Voting for Heather are Shan, Nasir, and Ricard. Voting for Nasir are Heather, Erica, and Shan with their extra vote. I've, I've been workshopping this. I've been waiting for people to tweet about it or talk about it that I can that I can figure out what was happening. And I honestly missed a lot of the next tribal because I was trying to figure out what happened here. Um, so I'm thinking if, and the kind of the prevailing thought seems to be it was to protect against. An unlikely scenario, but a possible scenario. Nasir playing his idol 
and Heather and Erica teaming up to vote against Shan or Ricard. So, well, let's work. Yes. Let's, let's play this out. If Nasir plays his idol, then three votes to him. Or if Nasir plays his idol and Erica and Heather do their own thing, two votes to Nasir are negated. Erica and Heather both vote for either Ricard or Shan, and they have their two votes on Heather as a backup to tie the vote. That makes the most sense to me. It it makes sense, but it, it just it it's it's a bitch to explain because it's so if this then this then this. There's so many so many parts to it, but that that does make the most sense. And honestly, props to them for figuring that out. And maybe maybe it's not as complicated as I'm making it seem, but it it feels very complicated. As I'm just saying it right now. But I also if, didn't it's, ha- if it's not that complicated, it's just a stupid move. It's like to, to vote for two different people. So at, at first, at first, I thought Shan voted twice for Nasir, which would have been real dumb. It would have been pointless. Completely yep. points at that point. Yep. Because all you're doing is getting him out of the next vote. Um, so that, that was short sighted on my part. Um, so to have Shan split her votes, um, I'm trying to think if, cause if she put both her votes on, oh, but they wanted, she, she agreed to go Nasir as the main target. That's why they had to split the votes versus going both of her votes on Heather. They, they, she, she went r- along with R- with Ricard's idea to get to go for Nasir. That's why she had to split them. Okay, I'm okay with that logic. Okay, does that track for you? Uh, I, I gotta say, I, I daydreamed a little bit just because that was that was uh, a lot. Um, but I'll, I'll say yes, it did track daydream enough to 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 go back through it or are are, are we good no 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 we don't need we're good okay um so then it goes back to to the vote and shan's extra vote must have carried over because probes read three votes before confirming this year went out yep which Which is i I don't know if i like that but you think for an extra vote it should just be for the first vote and then if there's a tie it doesn't doesn't go through i think it should i guess yeah i mean then it, it makes it definitely more more powerful um so if you want to make the advantage like a worthwhile advantage then yeah maybe maybe yeah carry it over yeah i because i think so often the extra vote or the stealer vote is basically nothing or your your fishback right is it dan foley too that ba- they get voted out the time they use their extra vote or steal a vote yeah and and so I like it in that sense because it it adds a little flavor to the vote without actually having much of an effect. Um, but if, the, if it has a little extra power like this, and it's probably a rare occasion where it's you're going to need to use this the extra vote twice. Um, but I do like that it carries over. It, it, it makes it makes sense that if you have an extra vote at tribal council, 
as long as that tribal council lasts, you would get to vote twice. Yeah. Um, and then, so Nasir's voted out unanimously on the revote. And then he, do they usually immediately join the jury? Or do they uh, send believe, them out to Juryville? No, or to Ponderosa? no. I believe so. Um, because I just watched this on Ghost Island where they had a two-part tribal and Jenna was voted out and when sat on the jury right there. What do you think of that? Do you, because I can see both sides. Obviously, if you're on the jury, you should be experiencing every tribal council. But when the tribes are split like this, I think one group seen who got voted out could influence their decision on who they vote out. Uh, yeah, yeah, I I can see your point there. It depends, like, if you want the second group, if you want it to be a huge deal that it's an advantage to go to tribal second, um, then I'm fine with it, you know, where it's like, this okay, part okay, of the game. so that, that's part of the advantage is you. Yeah. Okay, I didn't think about it that way. That that makes sense. That makes me more okay with it. And I do think as a jury member, you should be seeing all the tribal councils. I think you can make the argument that this would be like the exception where one jury member would miss one tribal. Ultimately I I'd be fine with whatever they chose it. That's yeah. not, yeah, that's not one of the things that I uh, would get super worked up about considering right. the rest of <laughs> the season, but small potatoes compared to everything yeah. else that's gone wrong. Um, but yeah, this, this tribal was pretty straightforward. As we talked about Xander did not play his idol. Abby's voted out three, two. And the jury's up to three, and the group is down to eight. Yeah. One thing I did like is just how positive Nasir and Evie both remained, even as they got voted out. They just they left the game smiling, so you know, thankful and happy to have the opportunity. They enjoy the time out there. Just it's things like that that make the show so much more fun to watch and talk about when the players are a joy to watch themselves. They're not downers or complaining or any, or super negative. They're, they're up there having fun. They're, they're fans just like we are. Yeah. I don't know how you would do it though. I'd be so mad. Like I, it would be, it would be hard for me. I'm maybe I'm more competitive than, than both of them, but just knowing that I lost is uh, not fun. I think Nasir I, I mean, he basically smiled from day one until he went out. I think that's yeah. just how he, that's just how he is. And I think Evie's like that to a less extent. And I also think she had kind of as much as you can ex- accepted that she was probably going out. And that probably makes it a little easier to digest yeah. in the moment. Yeah. And I'll say also when Heather thought she was going out, she was very thankful for the opportunity to and uh yeah um oh one thing about about heather um at tribal council when when she was saying i can't wait for my kids to see this uh, that was a big uh-oh moment <laughs> yeah you you probably can wait yeah that, that was that was like um carl lewis singing the seventh inning stretch uh-oh <laughs> well it depends it depends what uh you want your kids to be watching for or why you watch the show i guess well my thing was that 
she was on screen for 13 seconds up until oh, yeah, episode that's, eight. That's true. I didn't think except of it that for way. one four minute stretch where they're talking about how bad she was at a challenge. Yeah. And then every moment after that through this episode, at least is her basically messing up. That's true. That's true. It's not that she knows that she's going to get shown, but uh, it's, yeah. it's, kind, it's kind of, it's kind of a little, little bit of shade thrown her way. It feels like to, to put that quote in there when she's had the worst edit by far slash the least edit by far. Yeah. Point. Yep. Oof. Okay. But hey, Heather brought the last this week. She wasn't trying to, not at all, but she did. Yeah, yep. And hey, maybe now she'll get more positive screen time. I honestly don't know if if that's possible. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I don't know, though. Everyone seems to really like her. She gets along with a lot of people, it looks like. And she's not like a jerk or anything like that, but I just don't think she's good at this game. And and it really shows in the little bit of screen time she gets. And I'm not rooting for like the nice people to get crappy edits, but if you're looking for laughs, that is a good way to do it. I hope she wins. Don't put it. Don't put that out there. <laughs> we don't need that. The, I was, Hey, by the end of season 39, I was pulling for charisma. So <laughs> when, when the season just like degenerates, uh, completely that's where i my my cynical hat comes on i think karishma is a great example of you need to separate the edit from the person because i i've heard her talk like on some podcasts since then and, she, and she's awesome i have like no she, doubt yeah she but the but yeah the edit she got was so unflattering no showed yeah. like her aside from the the applebee's moment showed so many just kind of damn it you stole my line uh gosh Applebee's is my favorite sit-down restaurant. I was gonna say, I'm sure she's different from what you see on TV compared to if you were sitting at an Applebee's with her. But <laughs> I you you stole it and uh we'll, I mean, we'll that's that's her big moment. It's it's it that and her talking about how nobody cares that she almost cut her finger off. <laughs> that too. Well, also um her just walking into an idol. <laughs> well, found it. <laughs> oh, there it is. What do you know? <laughs> Surely this has been here for the last 17 days. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, well, that is episode nine. Say, did you catch who said the title title quote? Who's who in the zoo? Yeah, Deshaun. Deshaun did. Okay. Yep. On one of the he, kind of the mini rants he was going off on. No, it was at tribal. It was probably when you were trying to process. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, that would make sense. Okay. I just, I just like to try to catch who, who says it. And usually it's earlier, earlier than tribal, I think. But yeah. with, without, without Sydney there, it's like the, the, who really cares who's, who's given the, the episode of quotes. Yeah, got a, he got a few chuckles out of it. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it for episode nine. Back next week for the Thanksgiving episode. Often that's the merge episode. I'm, I'm, I think the Ghost Island, that was the merge episode. Um, it's often a, a two-hour episode, but it's often for, usually for the merge, though. So we'll see if they do anything special next week. Um, but we'll be back as normal um, Thursday morning, Thanksgiving morning, 
need something to listen to, you know, avoid family or while you're watching the ever the powerful Detroit Lions try to take that that non-loss winning streak. They're hot. They're hot. They didn't lose. Dan Campbell, he's getting the job done. Uh, we'll be back at our normal time, you know, Thursday morning with with our recap. So make sure to check back as you always do. And uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, make sure you're subscribed, you know, rate, review, tell your friends, tell your family. It's Thanksgiving, time for family. Get people into Survivor. Get them into the podcast. We love it. And you can follow us on Twitter at Llama Talk Pod, on Instagram on at Talking Llama Pod. And for Jared Sundin, this is Matt Hambage. And we'll see you next time for another Scoop of the Crispy.